Welcome to Justifying the F-Word and Happy Easter, everyone. F-Word standing for your 40s and your 50s. The good years. The good years. Yeah. 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 Then Midnight Oil, oh no, that was forgotten years. Well, there's a few of the 40s that might want to be forgotten years. I mean, I don't know if... Is that because forgotten years because you're forgetting the lyrics? <laughs> like you're so old, you're like, is that the lyric? Yeah. No. No. These shall not See, be... See, I can make fun of... These Quinn. shall not be forgotten years. <laughs> I can make fun of Quinn because he's... Yeah, like we're moving into the year, his birthday is next month, and we're part of the year where he sounds like he's five years older than me. Oh, geez. Well, technically. Yeah, you're four and a half. Four but, and a half, but I mean. Yeah, we're who's, looking. Who's counting? Who's, I mean, it, it's, it's just a number. But not if you count it. It's just a number. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so happy Easter, everybody. The Easter's. The, I've had the diarrhea since the Easter's. <laughs> So yeah, we're we're coming at you uh, Easter Sunday, and it's been a great Easter. We had uh, my mom in town, which was great. Spent some time with her, um, the kids. Just everybody was getting after it. It was just a fun weekend, and we had a straight up throwdown. Yeah. So the fun part about our kids being older is, you know, when they're little and they go on Easter egg hunts, you're like, oh, it's just so cute. They're picking up all. And so um, this year we kind of just changed gears, and uh, there was some money. Yeah, we put we put we put cash, and then we all we also we had like the jelly bean ones, and then we had ones with cash and, and the it, golden egg. We had the golden egg with twenty bucks in it, and uh, it wasn't just lay it on the lawn this time. I mean, it was. It was yeah. And, I, I had them in the like thorny bushes that you had to reach into. <laughs> yeah, and so the golden egg, we went. We have this this pine tree that's kind of droopy on the side of our yard, and um, so we kind of like shuffled it way back in there. We wanted it to be the hard one to find, and it was like yeah. you could barely see. Well, it. once all kids kind of caught wind of where it was, they all jumped into that pine tree like badgers trying. Yeah, to, it, it was trying like, to trying to bury themselves. <laughs> our like, youngest like chucked him. He yeeted. He yeeted. Yeah, good yeah, use of the word. Know, How right? about that? Um, he yeeted himself into that thing. And yeah, it was, I, yeah. All, all I could see was his legs hanging out, him <laughs> screaming like ah, as yeah. he was like getting. Uh, yeah, torn up. In but there. there, there was elbows flying. I think we had a bloody nose during our Easter egg hunt with so one of the kids. It was really successful. Yeah, we learned things that we're gonna up the ante next year. Yeah. Like we, I think we're gonna have levels yeah, where we, you have to like. We actually talked about well, one year we uh, camped out in Carpinteria, California, with a group of friends, and we did it at night. We did glow in the dark Easter eggs. Yeah, and we talked with the kids about maybe doing it, but uh, we would have paintball guns. Yes. yes. So they we, would. They'd be running through the night. We give them eye protection, of course, because we're not. Sure. We're not. We're not. Or we talked about having night vision goggles. Like it was the kind of deal to like find the east. I we yeah. we talked about it all. But I do think paintball guns would definitely. And then we put cash in it, so you know they're not going to be like I'm not doing that. For, yeah. Even our oldest, our 15 year old, it was like out for blood. Yeah. You know, and that's. I feel like if you're not out for blood with your siblings. Are you really creating family moments? Well, and I and I feel like, um, you know, just with the with the joy of the season, I think having putting a most dangerous game element to it, where for sure, you know, they're yeah, they're, they're so go- Nick, stay- they're going for the prize, but they might feel the sting of a random paintball flying. Yeah, across. so stay tuned for next year. Um, Quinn and I are writing notes, so yeah. probably our most memorable Easter. The Easter's. Oh, this one. Uh, and, and, and it oh, really ties. Oh, no, no. Yeah. I know what you're talking about. Yeah. So one of our most memorable Easter's, it was probably like three years ago. Uh, I'd say maybe four. <sighs> well, yeah. And it was it was super cool because your parents had just moved up to like outside of Boise. Yeah. So they have like a ton of chickens. They, well, and they let the kids go pick out yeah, so chickens our, and ducks. Our kids, like they already had chickens. They went and picked out chickens, like little baby chicks, the cutest thing. So, um, you know, of course the little chicks had to be like in, you know, under the heat lamp and that, but, um, the bigger ones, our son, I think he was like, he was wait, like, wait, wait, we got to back up too, because 
our oldest Sienna, who was on the podcast, had decided she she had just gotten into longboarding and she decided she was going to bomb the biggest. Well, hill she was with a bunch of kids right before and we she left. was like, and there was this hill and she's like, I'm going to send it. And, and it was like moments before we left and she came home hamburgered hands like bloody mess oh, yeah. so the whole weekend she couldn't pick up anything <laughs> i forgot about that so easter egg hunt, she could barely bend yeah over. she was just a bandage but anyway so our son he was he was in school like he was in yeah so he um he was crawling all the time like in with the chickens and all that and he came in and I mean, maybe this was a parent fail. He was in school where they are like, hey, we're washing hands with soap, like all this. And so um, he had been in and out. Now, when you mean in the chicken coop, this yeah. is like six hours of. Yeah. In and, and so he came in and, and we were like, buddy, did you wash your hands? And he like went and he even came out and was like they were wet. And I'm like, cool, done. And um, so Easter night uh, about the Easter's the Easter's. <laughs> And if you haven't seen Nacho Libre, that's where that yeah. comes from. But um, probably about one in one in the morning, I have never seen a human being that violently ill. Yeah, like, he caught some chicken poop juju that uh, sent him into the third, so long, third long, layer of hell. Long story short, at first, uh, we were staying at my brother's house. My sister-in-law came up and she was like, oh, is it the stomach bug? You know how instantly you're like, oh my gosh, everyone in the house is going to be sick. And then we we're like, is it food poisoning? And I'm like, but no one else is throwing up. We all ate the same food. And then come to find out, I finally was like, bud, we need to have a moment. I was like, did you not use soap? And he was like, I thought it would be okay. <laughs> and so totally, I mean, it was like. Poor kid was like in his tidy whities laid out across just, the bathroom floor. Yeah, I mean. He, I can't stop like, puking. He was puking and everything all at the same time. And anyway, that was probably the most memorable Easter. Just I've never seen a human being that violent. So um, the message here is if you crawl in a chicken coop. You soap. Noted. I'll make sure I... Uh, I mean, next time you I'll do that, sure right? I'll use yeah, that. So uh, like, I had myself a good little week. I was in uh, Reno, Tahoe. With some vitamin D. Yeah, I was in Reno with some vitamin D. little back reference there. Yeah. Megan's hometown and was in Reno, Tahoe. And then I mean, over, I bet it was magical. Over in... Uh, yeah, oh, it was so cool. Placerville, California, which is like 10 miles from Setter's Mill where they discovered gold. Really pretty part of California and all of that. But it was so fun because... Uh, I went up with my team and one of my buddies had never been there. And we went to check out a few different job sites and visit a few contractors. And uh, where we went was laden with uh, homeless people. And he's like, all I've seen in Reno is human feces. And I mean, legitimate human feces and job trailers. And I was like, dude, we need to get you up into the foothills. I know. So I called <laughs> Quinn and his coworker, you know, he was just like said this. And I was like, can you please take him to a nice area? Like it, it wasn't total ghetto. Yeah. Like, so yeah. we, uh, we went up and just, uh, just, just a great time with the guys. Like, uh, if you haven't been to Lake Tahoe, it was, it, it was amazing. So just really, really good work trip, really productive. But on the way home, uh, I bumped into one of our fans of our podcast, ran into Scott. He had, uh, he's in the air force and had flown a jet to Reno and was flying commercial back. And I uh, mean, who hasn't? Yeah. Right. Yeah. No, just and, uh, just fly right this on out, over. man. It, it took him 20 minutes. Yeah. Yeah. It took us an hour. Yeah, and What's if you if Delta? you if you've done that drive, yeah, it takes eight, and so, it's horrible. You know, uh, you know, we we Megan and I have both had a chance to fly on a private jet, but if you have the chance to fly a military aircraft, that really that really cuts down the time. Yeah, yeah. So not a not a bad way to go. But uh, kind of capping things off, got the last ski day in. Yeah. And uh, Logan's really been working on snowboarding, really wanting to go. So I've been adamant with the kids that they all need to be able to ski first before they board. And uh, and I, I I do both. And so he swings both. Yeah. Ways. ACDC. Yeah. 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 I, I'm not ashamed to say it. So anyway, he and I did a little knuckle dragon. So we got up there and he's doing really, really good, like crushing it for only going two times this season. He's linking his turns. He's jumping. We're going. Well, down. and you need to pause like he a lot of times he won't ski because or he won't snowboard because it slows him down. Yeah. And he is a force of literal destruction on skis like ter I, I raced. 
um, in high in high school, like on the ski team, and he, Logan terrifies me on skis. Yeah, he's so snowboarding slows him down a yeah, little bit. Yeah, and the big thing with the family is we have no anchors, right? So he's got to be able to keep up. So I've just been taking him out. This was the second time, but just took him up because it was closing day, and so he and I were making some turns, and uh, he was getting on some some you know, some pretty steep blues and, uh, and we hit a couple blacks and he could handle the steepness, but I came around the corner and I said, dude, we're going all the way to the left and going down. And I got ahead of him and I stopped and I waited and I see him coming and he must not have seen me and he veered off the other direction. So I I mean, to his credit, a lot of adults still have to do like the left, right, you know, make the L with your finger. Okay. That's my left hand. Yeah. Loser. Loser. (laughs) Yeah. So anyway, he, he, uh, he cruised, he went the other way. So I was like, you didn't see him. I didn't see him. And so I waited there for like 20 minutes and I'm like, man, I assume he went the other way. So I tried to cut over, waited for like another 20 minutes, didn't see him. And then I'm like, he's probably at the bottom because up there at snow base and everything just feeds into the same run. So I get down to the bottom and I'm waiting there and waiting there. All of a sudden ski patrol calls me and I'm like, Oh dude. And they're like, Hey, we got your son. He's coming down with, uh, with these two ladies. One's an instructor, just stand out front and they'll, they'll see us. So I was like, cool. So I'm standing there and he comes down and he's all, you can tell the little buddy's been crying. He's pretty, he is tuckered out. He's pretty tuckered out. So I'm kind of pepping him back up being like, you're okay, dude. You know, it's dad's fault. And you know, we're kind of having that conversation and I'm talking to the lady that brought him down and she's like, Hey, uh, she's like, that's your son. I said, yeah, you know, and she's like, you know, he's, he's really good. He's doing well. And she's like, yeah, I said, you know, it's the second time he's really getting after it. And she's like, She's like, um, are you up here much? I said, yeah, we get up here, you know, we get talking a little bit. And she goes, you know, it's nice to meet you. And she introduces herself. And then she's like, you know, um, I'm fine if you if you want to go grab dinner and have some drinks and all <laughs> that. And I'm like, I was like, I didn't even know what to say. I'm like, I, you said that you were just kind of like, oh, no, I, I, I like, totally got asked <laughs> out. And I was like, Mary, dude. Yeah, but I told Quinn, I'm like, good on you, man, being the eye candy at Snow Basin. Yeah, well, it's because my brat, my buddy Brad turned me on to the new uh, goggles that I bought. Yeah, B-Rad. Yeah, yeah. B-Rad, the Cryptek, I think Cryptek, I don't know, goggles I got, and uh, maybe they hide my crow's feet. Yeah, I mean, maybe. Uh, I'm sure. Yeah. So we put some good thought into this week on what we wanted to talk about. And being that it's the Easter's, we wanted to talk about something where we can be better people. Yeah. And this is preach. by preach. Yeah. And this is by no means something that Megan and I have been perfect, perfect at. In fact, it's been something that we've really um, been terrible at that we've been trying to implement in the last few years. So Megan, without any further ado, further ado. Why, why don't you drop it like it's hot? And, All right. uh, well, and introduce the episode. Yeah. So I'm going to introduce this episode by kind of telling a story. It's getting, you know, a little vulnerable in this. And it's a lot of things that I don't share with a lot of people. And part of that is, you know, is going to tie into everything. But about four years ago, um, I, I really struggled with a lot of depression. Like, I mean, the kind of deal did not want to get out of bed. I didn't want to do anything. And it was just kind of this complete, utter cycle. Well, and I, and I think, you know, for our listening audience too, for you guys to understand, it was, this is when Logan went to first grade. And I think a lot of women go through something yeah, very it was, similar. It was kind of like finding I, purpose. Yeah. Like. Finding purpose. And, um, I'm not going to go into all every single detail of my triggers. And this is something that I've worked really hard on in the last like four or five years is my, my mental health is getting in a good head headspace. And there's a lot of, um, you know, great tools, therapists out there and that. And so, um, but I'm going to talk about a little bit outside of, that kind of what helped. But, um, during this whole time when I was in this kind of downward cycle of, you know, just this self-loathing and, um, kind of very destructive, destructive, um, thought process in my head is I, I would always sit there and say, I wish that, you know, just people would reach out 
or just call and say, hey, how are you doing? Or stop by. And it, it kind of got in this point where I was like, no one cares. You know, and it kind of almost made it worse where it was like, yeah, no one cares. No one's doing this, you know, all of that. And um, there was a point, you know, in working through this process, I'm not going to go again into all the details, but I had a moment and we've talked about it in the past, kind of um, looking in the accountability mirror. Okay. Like David Goggins, we've brought him up baller of a man, but, um, and looking in the accountability mirror. And I think all those times I was like, I wish that I just felt that people cared. And I had this tribe is I realized looking at myself in the mirror, I was like, what am I doing? You know, I'm sitting here saying, oh, I wish these people were doing this, but I, I was, I'm not naturally a person that like looks at someone and was like, oh, I'm going to do this nice thing for them and do this. And, and I realized that I was like, oh my gosh, I am contradicting everything and I'm placing this on other people. So if I understand this correctly, what you were saying is all you wanted was somebody to reach out. Yeah. And just kind of feel like, and yet you also took note at the same time that you were never that person who would reach out. Yes. Or very seldom. Yeah. And I wasn't looking at someone that was like, I need to spend all this time with you. Just like those small things. And I realized that I was like, wow, I am being a hypocrite. You know, I am sitting here, you know, kind of in a way self-loathing, feeling like I wish there was more of this in my life. And I realized, holy, holy crap. Like I am a hypocrite. I don't know if hypocrite would be the right word as much as you were because you weren't claiming you were doing it. I think more along the lines, it was just something that you weren't practicing at all, but you were wanting. Yeah, for sure. And so um, that is where this kind of inspired Quinn and I got talking and with it being the Easter's with it being the Easter's. And so our episode is titled pay it forward. And I know that sounds like such a cliche catchphrase right now, as Sienna would say, it'd be something that a Karen would have. Yeah. Like up on a <laughs> in cursive in like a frame thing on their wall, you know? Yeah. And or, so or a catchy bumper sticker, like, hey man, paying it forward, bruh. I'm paying starting yeah. a movement. Yeah. And so, but I've talked in a lot of episodes um about being intentional. It is my word of the year, and it has been something the last at least two plus years trying to focus on. And my reasoning for that word and my meaning of that is being intentional and taking small moments to think outside of myself. And again, that cheesiness of saying pay it forward, but instead of just being like, eh, someone else has got it or whatever, I don't have time is, okay, in a situation is saying, man, I sat there and I just wanted someone to reach out and to feel like, hey, I matter in this world. And um, I will tell you in changing that that narrative in my head, it's been a lot of work because it's not natural, but I, I, it has been so, it just life-changing. Yeah. I think as people, it's really easy when we're, when we're talking about paying it forward, the low hanging fruits, always what's super easy, right? It's the person that, you know, needs the help. It's the person that, uh, that, that you see out there. But I think really one thing that gets passed over quite a bit is, and I, and I want, I want you guys to think about this for a second. If someone is strong, it doesn't necessarily mean they're unaffected. And I think it's very easy to look at somebody who's strong, dynamic, um, that you might think, oh, they have it all together. They've got it totally dialed in and and think they don't need anything where it's like, for example, I had a good conversation with one of my buddies this week and uh, he was really struggling with something. And on paper, you would look at him and say he's an extremely strong, dynamic person. But it was looking at it saying, saying, you know what? It's just because that person on paper might look strong doesn't mean they're not vulnerable. Yeah, we all have our moments of being vulnerable. And I think just, you know, being 
intentional. When you have a conversation with people, you can read their manner, you know, like their body language. Right. And you can kind of always tell. And I think there's part of it where you're like, eh, I know that there's something not right, but I'm going to go upon, about my day and I'm not going to think anything about it. Do you know? And I'm not saying that there's, that doesn't make you a bad person. We all do it. I feel like I was like number one offender, just kind of like, yeah, they're good. Well, I also think though, uh, when, when, when those situations arise, you always assume somebody else will carry the water. Oh, for sure. You know, You're kind of like, oh, that person that, has real, these that, friends. That, that's really sad. But, you know. Yeah. You're like, oh, they have friends. And I think in your head at times, you'll think of something you're like, well, rationalize it. Oh, they have friends or they have family that lives close to them and that. And um, instead of just kind of, hey, you know what? It, it doesn't cost me anything besides maybe just an ounce of, of my time to put towards this. To oh, pay it forward. For sure. And I, and I think there's a lot of times when we're talking about paying it forward, for example, there's times, like I said, it's real low hanging fruit. It's easy to do. But then there's times where you just don't know what to say. Oh, for and, sure. You know, uh, we've all been there where it's like, uh, what, what do I say in this and, situation? And, and, and you're so awkward. And I, and I will say to contradict a lyric, you say it best when you say nothing at all. That doesn't apply in what we're talking about. Who sings that? I have no clue. You say it best when you say nothing at all. I don't know. Oh. Yeah, I don't know. Anyway, well, somebody sings it. It came to, it came to mind. That's just kind of how I work. But like, for example, let's say somebody loses someone. Like, let's say there's a death. And the it is so weird. Like, I swear there's not a week that goes by now. And I was talking about this with one of my buddies this week, too, that, that you're not hearing about somebody knowing somebody who passed away or a parent dying or it's just. It's that, the F4 that's, years, that's the, guys. The it's the F4, I think it's, it's moving in the F4. It's like when you're in your 20s in early 30s, your friends are all getting married. Yeah. And then you have the baby showers. And then you have the divorces. Then the Yeah. And it's kind of like you go in stages. And yeah. It, and it's crazy. And, you know, I will say having lost a parent this year, uh, I can't tell you how much it meant when people, you, you think when you add like a little comment on, you know, let's say it's social media, like you're scrolling or whatever, and you see somebody says they lost somebody or a parent's in the hospital or, or what have you. Just the mere fact of somebody addressing it and or sending you over a message just saying, sorry, man, is there anything I can do or whatever? Like I can remember uh, like being in the hospital with my dad or when my dad was in hospice, like reading those to him and him like asking like, hey, did anybody else say and, anything? And there, and like, yeah. And there would be people um, that he didn't know that knew you and he would be like, well, explain. How do you know that person? Yeah. And I will say just kind of being uh, the person watching Quinn in this situation is you spent a lot of time there in the hospital. There wasn't, I'm not saying that it was awkward for you, but there's sometimes not things to talk about or you don't want to focus. On okay. What's well, happening. what's the future? Yeah. And so that opportunity of just sitting down and saying, Hey, these people have reached out. But you know, it, it's so interesting because Having gone through this experience, um, I've really tried when somebody loses someone to just say, listen, man, this sucks and, and I'm sorry, but just know I'm here if you want to talk. Like, let me, if there's anything you want to kick around, anything you want to talk about, like, or, or, you know, and it's not right when it happens. Sometimes it's six months after just saying, you doing okay, man. Like, is everything cool? And uh, just, just having that because... Like I said, so many people say, I just don't know what to say, right? And that's those are the moments in time where you really need to say something. And it, and you know, the, death is probably the most awkward conversation, you know, to have with somebody like, hey, uh, sorry, dude. Like, uh, uh, you know, but even, hey, man, sorry, dude goes. It goes a long, a, a long way. A long way. And so one thing that's interesting, Megan talked about scrolling. So let's say... As Sienna said, Facebook means that you're like over 90. But, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but if you're if you're scrolling through Facebook and you see something like just just stop and comment. And it, it's interesting because maybe with social media, we are probably the most disconnected that we've been, but we're the most connected that we've ever been. 
So you could have somebody that lives all the way across the country that their kid is experiencing an illness and you can still take a second and, and just pay it forward and just offer some sort of support. And that honestly, when, when you feel like your life's crumbling, those, those words, those actions are foundations that you, you can, uh, build your, uh, build yourself up on. I, one of my good friends, I remember he told me, uh, his dad had terminal cancer. He found out like that his dad had terminal cancer and he was trying to process it. And he went out for a run and a flock of geese flew over on him and he got like two giant turds on the head. And he was just like, what else God, like what (laughs) else, you know? And, uh, and so that's just a story of like, you know, kind of feeling like your whole life's falling apart. But like I said, Paying it forward and being there for somebody is honestly a foundation when it's a bottomless well. Like, Yeah, and I think that there is times, you know, that um, you need to look at it and say, hey, I'm not necessarily, I'm trying to pay it forward, but I'm not necessarily looking at getting paid back in yeah. full. It, it's, it's, not, not a, it's not a credit card. You're not a credit card company. So yeah. if, if, if you do something nice for somebody they're not racking up a charge that they have to come back and pay you back for. Like it's, it doesn't, and it's not down the road to be like, well, I did this. So they might need get, to do that. You might get Delta flight points though. Yeah. And, and you know what those mean? Mexico. Mexico. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. For sure. Dude, we seriously have gotten so many questions about Mexico. People have reached out to us through social media and our email and everything that we should just start a travel agency at this point. We, we definitely I, I do want to say, and this is a total sidebar, we are kicking around the idea once we get things going well enough of doing adult summer camp. Adult summer camp. At one of the uh, resorts yeah. and uh, doing a justifying the F word retreat. Yeah. It's going to be amazing. That might be too much of Quinn and Megan, though. Can you ever have too much? Um, I'm trying to think of something really witty <laughs> that rhymes with OD. Yeah. But, uh, yeah. I don't know. Yeah. I don't know. Okay. Okay. <laughs> we, anyway, we digress. Going, at, going back to uh, paying it forward. One thing that I think is really interesting, too, is it's real easy to sit there and say, as Megan said, well, they've got their own hype squad. They've got their own, uh, their own people. And I can't tell you how many times since we've started really trying to be intentional about this, that we found that that person is a hundred percent alone and, uh, they needed it, but their hype squad didn't necessarily know what knew what to say. Yeah. And, I I think a lot of times, so the more times that you become intentional, just um, like I said, this being my, my mantra that I try to work on. And like I said, it is not my natural like personality to do it because I will have something pop in my head and I'm kind of, I will outthink reasons of not to do it. But as the more I've done it, the more that I've realized that it is, it's, you know, always positive, always. Yeah. And, and I think also paying it for doesn't necessarily mean, uh, as Allison chains would so boldly put down in a well, right? Yeah. That doesn't always mean somebody's there. That could just mean somebody's like, let's say they picked up skiing for the first time in their life and you just give them an attaboy out of something they may not, they may not feel confident about, or let's say they decide to, um, let's say they get a big tattoo and you're not into tattoos, but they're really into it. And it's something that they love. It's just giving them a compliment. It doesn't have to be your thing. Per yeah, se. It's just supporting and realizing that, you know, it's not always like Quinn said, a horrible or they're down, but it's just like celebrate with people because obviously if they're sharing it or you see it is something big in their well, life. And it's fun. It's funny being a musician you know, I've known lots of people who've started up little bands and stuff, and I'm not even. Are you actually actually? And I'm not even going to say where this was at because I don't want this to bleed back on anybody. But we played this thing, and they had a couple local people come up and play, and it was a bunch of dudes like our age, right? But they were absolutely horrendously bad. Yeah. Okay. 
but they were trying and they were having fun. And, and they, it was their bowling league. But it was their bowling yeah. league. And they had they had their family out there. And I could just see how much fun they had. And as a guy that's almost disenfranchised with it of like, yeah, another gig, right? You could tell they, they had the youthful electricity of doing it for like the first time. Like you could just tell they were, you know, there's there there's people filming it the whole time. It's like, this is the best thing ever. And so like I made a huge point, like when they were taken down and we were swapping the stage and getting ready of just saying, guys, that was so awesome. They're like, really? And I'm like, yes. And granted, like they were awesome for what they were doing and probably their level and all of that. But it was just the fact it's so it's it's human nature to tear down anybody who's trying to do something out of the norm or something. Let's say they're not a hundred percent proficient at it, but they're into it. It's like the guy who's really overweight that wants to start mountain biking that just loves mountain biking. Why make fun of him for you know sweating six gallons to get up the yeah, hill? Yeah, you're like that a boy, man. Yeah. You're getting after it. Why not? Why not celebrate it, right? And that's uh, that's the coolest thing I think about like the whole concept. And like I said, I there are times when people like with Megan talking about like having depression and going through that moment of her life or you know, my dad passing away. And there are times when it's down in a hole, but then there's also conversely, like somebody gets their hair done or their nails done or well, it was like a you, new job. I was going to say, even the other night, uh, we were in Harmon's and I went in to go to the bathroom and Quinn, you know, what's Harmon's Harmon's is a grocery store and it's not just a grocery store guys. Let me, let me Whew. explain to you guys. So <laughs> living in Utah. Okay. Harmon's would be the equivalent of if if target is is like chick crack like you know if you're going to hunt a bear you bait it like they put bear bait out so target would be like chick bait you know it's like they drive by and they're like who i wonder which which uh magnolia product is now featured i can't <laughs> oh, look at i you. can't believe i know that yeah i love it a shame right probably because you've spent hours yeah. with me just going through like i'm like this is stupid let's just go to walmart and go home Ugh. they sell shotgun shells there <laughs> so anyway so if if uh if target is bear bait for chicks in the uh general commerce like big box uh superstore Harmon's would be the chick crack for chicks for grocery well, stores. Well, it's amazing. You can in go in, you Utah. can I mean it's like you there's buy, a you can buy succulents. Yeah, and then there's candles, there's cheeses. There's so much charcuterie or charcuterie. <laughs> Quinn has a hard time. No, I saw this. I saw as I would tell my daughter an internet meme. I saw this meme once that said if you can't remember how to say charcuterie, just remember shark coochie. Yeah, yeah. Okay. <laughs> As we digress. Yeah. Anyway, we're in Harmon's because there's also like like a deli and then you can go upstairs and sit. They have a lounge. A lounge. So we were lounging, waiting to pick up teenagers. Sitting so, over a beautiful produce section. Like like I said, it's totally uh, bear bait for I know. Chicks. It's freaking yeah. awesome. But anyway, long story short, went in the bathroom and I go up to wash my hands. And again, I am trying to practice what I preach because normally... Um, even though I am a very social person, I'm also very antisocial and I will kind of go into my shell. And I saw this girl, her hair was like blue and purple. And I was like, good honor. You like, sound like you're singing uh, Joseph in the Technicolor Dreamcoat. Brown and black and <laughs> Juice and <laughs> strawberry and yeah. anyway, violet so, and orange and yeah. black. I don't know. Roy G. Biv. Roy G. Biv. Colors of the spectrum. Yeah. Anyway, went up to wash my hands. And so I just turned to her and I'm like, I absolutely love your hair. And so just started asking her questions. She's like, I like your hair. And then like, I come out like 15 minutes later and Quinn's like, did you know that person? I'm like, how was dinner? <laughs> yeah. And, and Quinn, when I came out, he was like, did you know her? And I'm like, no, we just met. Like, I just wanted to let her know that I liked her hair and we got talking. So it is one that naturally where I will see people, it's like not my comfort zone to like naturally talk to. And I've talked multiple times about like when you go to the cashier, to the checkout at the grocery store or whatever. And but I have realized the more I've done that, I've had these incredible experiences talking to these people. And I think that naturally we don't mean to 
but we become slightly narcissistic. And what I mean by that is we are, you know, thinking, okay, what am I going to get out of this? Well, why am I going to talk to the cashier? Conversely, I can remember after our uh, tenure in Vegas. Okay. So if living in Vegas, if you're off the strip, you know, by a few miles, if you will, uh, if you pull over for gas, somebody always asks you for money. It's just how it goes. And so you get so callous and so like used to somebody going, Oh man, I'm out of gas. You got 10 bucks. Like, can you help me? Like, and almost to the point where if a stranger comes and talks to you, you just yeah, shut them you're, down. You're like, uh, no. And I can remember when we moved to California, we were, I was driving the moving truck and this lady's like, Hey, excuse me, excuse me. I rolled down my window and I was like, what? And she's like, you guys look lost. Do you need to? Yeah. Were you looking for where to return your truck? (laughs) So I think that a lot of times, you know, like Quinn said, we become, and it's not even intentional. We become narcissists because we look at it and you're like, well, why am I going to talk to that person? What am I going to gain from that? It's the whole credit card. It's me, 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 me. And I think that there's a lot of times where that pay it forward is changing it of, like the other person, you, what can I do? Those simple things that are not going to take much time, much energy that I am going to pay it forward, have that conversation. And like I said, is, you know, I've told a story about the guy that had MS that I met at the grocery store, believe it or not, that um, was just like, you know, Every day is a good day, but some days are just a little bit harder than the other. And I literally, I'm like, I wake up now and I'm like, that's my freaking mantra. I thought you were going to say today was a good day. I didn't have to use my AK. Yeah. 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 A little ice cube. Yeah. Okay. So, um, like I said, is look at that. And then situations where you go, are you holding back? And yes, do you have, like, I know that we're, we're podcasters. We are very social people. Um, when we're outside of the house, but there is also times I will tell you, I believe it or not have like wicked social anxiety, like going into a big group of people, I have to like take a deep breath and say, I can do this. You know, like I can go in and do this, but I realize that I'm like, okay, I need to get outside of myself, look outside of me and think of other people. And with that, I mean, it just compounds of feeling better, like thinking like, hey, I had this conversation. I'm trying to do simple things for other people. And and this goes back to what you talked about at the very beginning of the episode, as opposed to as opposed to waiting for somebody else to do it, as opposed to saying, well, why isn't anybody reaching out to me? Why isn't anybody checking in with me? and And I think that if that person comes into your head, like pops in. Okay. I, I got to talk about that though. Okay. Yeah. You you're, you're jumping ahead of things. I'm jumping ahead. <laughs> this is like uh, two steps forward and three steps back. We, come, we could gather like up. <laughs> opposites attract. Uh-huh. Dude, I had a mad uh, pubescent boy girl thing for Paula Abdul. Do you guys remember that music video with the cat oh. like going up the stairs? Do I remember? Arsenio I don't even Hall. want to, I don't even want to know. Well, you should know. Yeah. Yeah. We're married. Okay. But I'm just saying like, <laughs> you know, Paula, I, I, yeah. Thanks for, thanks for all you did back then. Yeah. Like, she, she was a lover. She, she was. was a giver. She was a giver. Okay. Sorry. You go. No, I really liked Paula Abdul. Okay. You said that I was moving ahead. Did you ahead. know that she was a Laker girl before and a choreographer did for Did not Janet know Jackson that. Before she uh, got her career going in the music world. Yeah. Well. Well, this is long before. I'm not talking like uh, the voice or whatever she was on. I don't even know. She was on the one with Simon Cowell. I don't know. American Idol. Yeah, this is like way pre-American okay, Idol. So, okay, okay. You're good. Okay. <laughs> all Qu- right. Quinn's like getting all, right, all hot so, and flustered over Paula yeah, over here. Yeah, I, I liked me some Paula Abdul. But uh, so Megan and our oldest, Sienna, who was on the podcast, uh, they went through a spider-man bender it, it was before the last spider-man came out and we were like she was sick and i think i was feeling sick too so we decided to go all the way back venoms we watched the toby mcguire andrew garfield love him best spider-man out there and then you know garfield was Odie in it 
No, no. Oh, oh, Garfield. And then we did watch Venom. I love Tom Hardy. And then we moved all the way. But I feel like I did my homework. So when I went and saw the new Spider-Man. Yeah. Boom, so, it was ready. so just we want to give context to this so it doesn't sound so uh, eighth grade juvenile. So anyway, there's a line in one of the Spider-Mans. It's the Tom Holland one. Tom Holland. Yeah. One, where. You know, Aunt he, May. Aunt May. He has what they call his spider sense, Spidey sense. His Spidey sense, cool. and and in all the other ones, they call it Spidey sense. And Aunt May refers to it as his Peter Tingle because <laughs> his name's Peter Parker. Yeah, yeah. So for for years, <laughs> Quinn has called this skill my Spidey sense. Yeah. And then when we saw Spider Man, he now calls it my Peter Tingle. And our oldest is like, please don't say that. Yeah, and he'll Please. do it in public. He's like, are you having your Peter tingle? Okay, so explain so they're not like, so, what the crap, dude. So what I mean by, well, Megan's Peter tingle. That- <laughs> it sounds naughty. <laughs> People are like, why are we going with this Peter tingle? Anyway, yeah. We're not talking about basic biological needs here. Okay, We're talking, yeah, okay. yeah. So Megan's Peter tingle would mean like, if she sees somebody and realizes they're having a bad day, to not kick it off to somebody else's hype squad, but say, okay, I want to be intentional. I want to do something nice. If if it's just a text or if it's running by and just dropping off a soda and a snack or what have you, it's just saying, if if you feel it, do it. And it's like, yeah, for example, if I can add in there is, um, I, I feel that the more, I mean, I feel like it's like I'm becoming Spider-Man. The more that you the use more your this, Peter tingles. More, <laughs> the more my Peter tingles and I oh, listen gosh. to it. No, um, wow. This is really going downhill. If your mom's listening, just tune out Joe anyway, but what, <laughs> yeah, we're just looking into each other's I'm eyes. I'm just, I'm just. Not going to say. Anything. Okay. So, okay. but I've, I've realized, um, now I like lost my train of thought because you made me all flustered. You're talking about the more your Peter tingles. Yeah. So the, the more it does, like that you <laughs> <laughs> context phrasing, are, are we doing phrasing? Phrasing. Here? Anyway, is there are times we are all there where you are driving in your car. You're not even, there's no context for, thinking of that person, right? Like, let's say you haven't even seen him that day and all of a sudden they pop in your head and you're like, man, I really need to text them. How many times do we ignore that? And so part of it is, is listening to that and stopping. So Quinn and I, with this whole, like, let's be intentional, let's pay it forward is stopping, sending him a text being like, Hey dude, like how's life? I'm just thinking of you. I hope everything's good. Um, all that. And I will tell you not all the time, but there, uh, there's been probably a good eight out of 10 times. They're just like, oh man, like it is like at that exact point when they found something out or just needed someone in their life. And it's almost like I, I've realized, and what I was going to say is the more that you do that, the more I feel like your skill gets stronger, your Peter Tingle gets stronger. <laughs> And, um, <laughs> it's crazy. Oh, yeah. Oh, there's so many things I, I could know, say. I, I could just go and go and go. Yeah. So all the years of locker room training that have brought me to this point and I can't use yeah. it. As, yeah. And I think with that too, is I was going to add this a little bit back, but we, it was not a good segue is guys, there are times reaching out to people and paying for it. Yes. The text, all of that. But how many times in your life when someone's going through someone, you end that text of, let me know if you need anything. I mean, I, I'm guilty. I know you are too, because we've talked about this is, um, being intentional that pay it forward is not that you need to go fix everything, but let's say someone's going through something. You're like, Hey dude, I'm going to come just grab your kids and help you. Or are you let them or, know. Hey, I know you guys are in the hospital. I'm just dropping off dinner. I'm just dropping off a few pizzas, you know. Yeah, not even asking like let me know because we've all been there. It's hard hard so hard to ask for help. And so lead with a question of what you can do. And I also think going back to Megan's, Peter Tingle. Megan's Peter Tingle. <laughs> 
is if something comes in your mind, just do it. Like, for example, I have uh, my friend Becky lost her dad and I literally woke up at like... Our heart has been thinking about yeah. you, Becky. And so I literally woke up and I was like... No, it, it was... La- I think it was last Sunday. Quinn yeah. walked out and he's like, my heart hurts. And I, I don't think you share this with Becky, but he was like, I need to text her today. Like, I need to stop. I was like, remind me. I yeah, need to and, do this. And he like stopped and he's like, I don't know why. I just need to text her today and little and open his heart a little bit. And I'm not saying it moved mountains or anything, but it was just that stopping. Well, it's doing- just listening. Yeah. And and just and just taking the time to to actually look at it actually and listen. And who knows? I mean, my sleep's been awfully interrupted. So <laughs> You did have your sleep test. Oh yeah. Week. I uh He's getting fitted getting, for a CPAP, this, baby. Okay. If you want to talk about Peter Tingle and sexiness, uh I am getting a CPAP machine. <laughs> Yeah. So Quinn got on, on Monday night, he went and he was locked into the medical facility and he had all these wires. And I mean, yeah, I slept like a champ though with that. I know. Yeah, you did. So now (laughs) we're just waiting to get fitted. I'm not embarrassed. So yeah, I, I wake up a lot. So there's a lot of thought processes, but the point being is, you know, when you feel it, like if you feel if you feel it, do it, like don't, don't look at it as much as somebody else somebody else is going to do it. And 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 I think it's really easy to say. And I also think it doesn't, I think we look at helping out as something major that all it takes is just, just even just, just the slightest recognition that, you know, somebody might be going. Yeah. And, and so kind of my, my story from this week that kind of started this snowball talking about this is I, um, there is, there's someone that lives in our area. I don't know very well, but you know, kind of known throughout years, kind of just in the periphery and, um, had like ran into this person this week and I was like, Hey, how are you doing? I could tell that having a hard time, like gave this person a hug was on the verge of tears. I had no clue what was was wrong. And this isn't to be like, hey, I'm perfect because I could tell you so many swing and misses where I missed this opportunity. But it was like after that, this was at six o'clock in the morning when this happened. And it's just the whole day, this person was heavy in my heart and I didn't even know why. I was just like, you know, I don't know this person. And in my head, I honestly was kind of like, hey, you know, like, she has people in her corner. I don't know her that well. Like all these things, is it going to be awkward showing up at her house? So I just looked at it and I was like, Hey, if I have a bad day, everybody likes a good sugar cookie or something. So I went and got a sugar cookie, just wrote a note that was like, I think you're freaking awesome. Like you're an amazing mom, like all of this. And, um, long story short, I got a text later that was like, I had been telling my husband, I just was having a mom breakdown moment where I just needed a cookie. Like literally, and, and I'm not, that's that Peter Tingle right there. Yeah. Yeah. But anyway, um, it's just listening to that. And I'm so glad I look back at that of just not ignoring. There was nothing I was going to gain more than just like, Hey, I'm here for you. And maybe eventually down the road is having someone in my corner. I think when we're looking at this too, we need to be, I know we've talked about the credit card analogy or feeling like you're going to get something, but also be very conscientious. And this goes for all facets of your life. It's not an eye for an eye. There's times like for your, with your kids. If it's an Easter egg hunt, it is is eye for an eye. But with your, uh, with your kids, for example, like, you know, your kids should be little narcissists to a degree, you know, and obviously you're going to serve them more than they'll probably serve you. And, you know, I was just going to add, yes, they are naturally we yeah. are, but your kids and one thing to look oh, at they, this, they'll see what you they'll do. see. My kids were with me when I dropped off stuff and they're like, who's this person? Why are we going to their house? And I was like, they're having a bad day. They're like, yeah, but do you know them? I'm like, no, this is what we do. Yeah. And so I, I think though, you know, whether it's your marriage, you know, if you're in your marriage and you feel like you're always the one doing it, like not all the time, or it might ebb and flow. It might be one person in a relationship does a lot more for the other person than they do at, at the, you know, it never kind of lines up 50, 50, but I think trying to keep a tally score is a very destructive thing. And I think 
it defeats the purpose of somebody trying to do something good for you if you said, well, yeah, you did this, but, or you did that, but. Or let's say down the road, you get in a fight, let's say in your marriage and you're like, well, you didn't do this at this time and this time and this time. And it's like, are you keeping a tally of the swing and misses? I mean, and, and, and within reason, this isn't and, like, Hey, you, well, it's not, not to be taken advantage of because there are situations um, where yes, that happens and it needs to be like mental note, but it's also to look at it and say, Hey, you know, how am I going to pay it forward in my marriage with my kids, people out there? Yeah. And, and there are times too, that like, you're just, like I said, equivalency isn't there. And sometimes also it may be something that comes extremely natural for you to serve somebody else. Right. But it may be a very foreign thing for another person that they have to really work on. Yeah. And um, like I, I've said multiple times, this is not a natural thing for me. I have a, um, a coworker, one of my good friends. This is something half the time I'm blown away. Like she is so good. She's so good. Like she'll show up for the girls that work at the front desk and is like, I went to Costco and I bought all your favorite treats because you're working so hard at the front desk that I just wanted you guys to have food. And I was like, who thinks of that? But it's the kind of deal that I walked away being like, I want to be a better person. I want to be that person that thinks of those small things where I'm thinking outside of my head because guys, we're all there. We have those moments where we're like, you know, I'm so busy. I'm so overwhelmed. I have so much anxiety in my life that honestly, as soon as you kind of try to turn and be like, I'm going to do small things, not take all your time and time away from your family, just small things that you can add that is not focusing on the negativity in your life. Yeah. And then I also think too, I think we're predisposed to we will, we'll do something when we're asked. And I know I'm naturally that way. Oh, for sure. I am. The way I'm wired is if you ask me to do something and say, Hey, this date, this time I'll check my calendar. And if I can make it work, I will do it. Like, which is great. That needs to happen. But I'm not a natural type person. And that, that's something I struggle with. And, you know, I look at my mom and my mom is fantastic at it. It's like, my mom's always like, Oh, I'm staying at this person's house. They just had surgery or I've been doing this for this person. And it's just, it's just, and a lot of it is she's not saying, just let me know. Yeah. She's saying, okay, you're having surgery. Okay. I can come help these days. And, and, and just interjecting that in and say, are you comfortable with this? And the person's like, you know, blown away probably with how much she has helped. And I know she's done that for us as well. Yeah, absolutely. And I, and I think, like I said, it's, it's different personality types. And that's, that's one of the things I've, I've really struggled with and tried to get out of is, like I said, if somebody called me up and said, Hey, will you help me move this washing machine into the garage? I'd be like, yeah, for sure, man. Like, are you around what time? Three o'clock. Okay. I'm here at three. I can do that. And I, and I will go do it where if, but I'm definitely not the kind of person that sees people moving that would go knock on the door and say, can I help? Which that's, I'm not saying that's a good thing. I'm saying this is, you know, I think a lifelong. Yeah. It's a quest of looking at saying, Hey, I'm going to change. I'm going to just change my tune and it not always guys, it does not need to be about you. And I know that you're putting so much energy in your marriage, your work, your kids, you know, your pets, all of that. It, but it is looking outside of that, that small bubble in your life and what is consuming every minute. And look at those that are just on, they're you know, slightly on the outside of that, or even they could be in your circle and just letting people know, you know, I think a lot of times we'll use that. Oh, I'm so busy. We are all there. And I'm not saying, believe me, there's times where it's hard to fit things in, but think about how much time you spend on social media. And I, you know, one of the things I love to always say in the fitness industry where people are like, I cannot fit in working out. I can't, I just can't. My favorite thing to turn, and I believe me, I love this, but I'll say, what's your favorite show on TV? And if you can answer, I'm like, you have time in your life. It's, it's what you choose 
where you place your priorities, where you place it and not saying, believe me, I, I quote movies all the time. I love TV, but it is one of those to look at it and say, where is your priority? And if you're wanting people to be in your circle, pay it forward guys. Cause it's going to, I mean, it's going to come around and you're not doing it just because you're like, Oh, I'm doing this. So I have people in my circle, but you're going to realize that it's, it's just, it changes your tune. You attract more people in your circle that you're like, wow, you know, we, we have this support group. Well, and I think it just brings fulfillment. Yeah. So let's talk about just really quick as we're starting to wrap up small things that you guys can do. We've talked about it throughout, um, small things just to look, to pay it forward. That it's not going to consume your life. Can I just interject one thing in before we do that? Yes. I just want to give a, a surgeon general's warning. Ooh, are we smoking (laughs) to put on the pack of paying it forward is also don't use. Okay. So back it up, back back it it up. Let it begin. No, just kidding. So the point that I want to make is sometimes or some people can get so far into paying it forward that it's almost a degree of running from themselves for sure or from their own families. So, you never want to be that person that it's like, well, they had time for everybody but me. Yes. So that and, again, with everything, finding balance, yeah, find, find, find your moderation, find your balance, because it can become something where you take care of everybody else, but you don't take care of yourself. Or, or, you or your kids say, wow, my parent had time for everybody else, but they didn't have time to just sit down on my bed and talk to me about real things. Yeah. And you know? so that before Megan gives her uh, steps or things that, you know, to really roll out, understand too, that, you know, everything in moderation and yeah. this is, this is a really good thing, but also don't neglect the people around you, your own responsibilities and the things you have to take care of. There's a balance. Yeah. And that's why we're talking about small things. So small things, all the small things. Yeah. So is, is when that person pops in your head, let's say you haven't seen a friend for a while, send them a text, simple text. I know, you know, call them. Yeah. And and the thing is going back to tingles of Of the the Peter. Peter. Yeah. The Peter Peter tingles is, like I said, if you just sit there and you're like, man, I haven't talked to that guy in five years. I wonder if that's even his phone number still and reaching out to a buddy saying, Hey man, what's up? Just checking in. Like if it, if it hits your periphery, do it. Yeah. Um, you know, stop by, um, that's definitely more face to face, but another is invite include. It is so easy to do that. And it, I think there's a lot of times you're like, oh, they're so busy or they have these people. And I, I think that there's been times in our life where we're like, oh, those people, they have all these friends. And then like, we'll run into them, kind of have a conversation. And they're like, yeah, we, we never do anything, you know, kind of deal. So it doesn't take much to include. And yeah. they could not come. Like I said, is you could invite and say, hey, you know, do you want to do this? They could be busy. You, you know, at that point, but they know you are in their corner. You're thinking of them. Absolutely. And I, and I think to go along with that too, is if you got a buddy or a friend or a spouse a bra. A bra, yeah, or a kid, and you could tell they're in a funk, don't be afraid to ask them how they're doing. Yeah. I think a lot of times we avoid that because yeah. we're like, uh, I feel uncomfortable and this is going to lead to more. And they may not want to talk about it. Yeah. They may be like, I'm good. Right. Yeah. And I think important to that is mean it. Don't just be like, Hey, how are you doing? No, but like you I know? said, there's times that that might be all that person needs is just somebody just saying, you okay? Everything cool. Like that might be everything or they might just open up and, uh, you know, it might be like, uh, a dam breaking forth. Yeah. You know, and they, they may want to let it all out and they just don't have anybody do it, but don't, don't be afraid Go through the uncomfortable. Even it's like, I, you know, I know we talk about like grocery store checkers, but it was like, I remember, uh, <laughs> they're going to think all we do is go to the gro- Harmon's. That's pretty much, I don't go to Harmon's cause it's too expensive. Cause it's not bear bait. <sighs> It's, it's not like bare, they pump something through the it's air. Not, it's not bear bait for dudes. Like, it's, oh man, I I'm go like, in there. I'm like, so I go to the Walmart neighborhood market. And yeah. so, uh, so I, uh, there was a lady there and I could just tell she was flustered and she was 
ringing up my groceries. I'm like, how you doing? She's like, oh, my son's in prison. She's like, but you know, I go see him every week. And I was like, good on you. I said, you're a good mom. Like, she's like, I don't know. And I said, no, you're a good mom. Like, and good I think, on you for, I think like, probably, you know, a lot I, of times it's just hearing that, but I could just tell she was, she was in a bad place. And so I could have easily there. There's no social ethics that say you need to ask somebody how they're doing when they're a complete stranger. But I do think just if you see it in somebody's face and you're interacting with them, be that person. Yeah. So, and the last thing I want to put in there is more so is on the other side. Let's say like you're going through um, something hard, something in your life. It could be, you know, I, I talked about if I look back and gave myself advice when I was just really down and out, having, having a rough time um, mentally is um, my advice to myself would be, it's okay to ask for help. It does not, it is not a sign of weakness. And it's one of those that I guarantee opening up, there would have been people that would have been like, hey, we're going to come rally. Gladly. Yes. So my advice to you is if you're out there, you're going through hard stuff is it doesn't mean that you need to go broadcast it. You don't need to put it on a billboard. But when those people ask, like, how are you doing? Um, Is I think there's also a moment of having that, spidey sense on that or that Peter Tingle of being like, Hey, this person is someone that I can kind of like open up a little bit to, um, even if they're not that type person in your circle. Well, I will say one of the greatest things about being in your F word years, your forties and fifties is I think your twenties and thirties are laden with, uh, pretentiousness, like trying to pretend you're something you're not like trying to, you know, establish yourself in your career or establish yourself as socially or, or what, whatever. I think there's that part. And then I think it's like you get into your forties and all of a sudden it, you're much more disposed to honesty. Yeah. And, uh, and that's one thing that I have found deeply refreshing when I've gone to people like people in my corner and just said, Hey dude, I need your help on this. I need your opinion on this. And instead of like, and be vulnerable, yeah. Instead of be sh- yeah, instead of sugarcoating it, saying like, "Dude, this is where I'm at." Okay, and I I need your advice. I need your help. This is this is where I'm at. And I will say, by by broadcasting that honesty with somebody I trust, that doesn't mean every single human. Like no, like you no, said, no, 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 is no. someone yeah. that you trust or that you feel that you're like, man, this person's reached out, and I feel this like. Yeah. Like I can open up. And with that being said though, you also need to be willing to, if that person says, well, this is what you probably should do. As as we said, don't be an asshole. Don't be an asshole. As we talked about in one of our episodes is if, if, if you're opening up to somebody saying, I'm not doing all right, man. And they say, Hey, maybe you should go talk to somebody or, Hey, you know what? Like maybe you need to change this in your life or, uh, you know, maybe you need to focus on your wife more. Maybe you need to focus on your kids more, or you know what? Like you're dinking around in your career, get serious about it. Like, you know, be okay being coached, like be okay. It, Cause if, if you become, if you've opened yourself up, obviously you're going through something. So be willing to. Yeah, for sure. Be willing to listen to the feedback. Absolutely. So, um, guys, just go about your day. Like look at this week. The challenge is those small, simple things of paying it forward. Um, any way that you can, yeah. it doesn't need to be big. It can be something where you're like, I just want to make someone's day a little bit brighter or them to know, Hey, I've thought of you. It can just be as simple as saying hi to a stranger or yeah. it can be as or simple someone as that just you know. placing yeah. a phone call to somebody that you know, but just in the spirit of Easter and the Easter's, the Easter's and, uh, you know, everything's starting to bloom, starting anew. I know my even allergies are freaking, kicking up, even though it's freaking <laughs> freezing. Mr. Bigglesworth well, and, and my snow allergies, I'm like, my eyes are burning, yeah. yeah, but you know, take that time and you know, you'll never be upset that you did. Yeah. We need people. Every person needs someone and more than one person in their hype squad. And as we've said before, we are the most disconnected connected we've ever been. 
So as we become more entrenched into our devices, the the need is much stronger. Yeah, because I think now we can hide behind and not have that interaction. Yep. We can hide behind the facade, not have the interaction, and you know, and I and I don't think there's any replacement for that. We we crave that as human beings to have a uh, have a tribe. Yeah, and guys, go about. Um, and be intentional just in your actions and that and looking at that of intentionally looking for opportunities to pay it forward throughout your day, throughout your week, you know, and listen to your Peter Peter Tingle. Tingle. (laughs) I mean, guys, you're going to realize now that you guys know about the Peter Tingle. I mean, I feel like I have a pretty strong Peter Tingle. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Anyway, but listen I, to. I'm, I'm going to stay silent. Yeah, Quinn, there is so much. He's like over there going. <laughs> but anyway, um, yeah. So listen to it. Act on it. Yes. Yes. Guys, thank you so much for listening to today's episode. Remember to pay it forward. Remember to be a good person. And if you have a chance, please like us, rate us, and review us on all media platforms. Oh, that's a good way to pay it forward. Yeah, I would say. Yeah. I'd say that's the best way to pay it forward. Yeah, pay it forward. Leave us a review. Yay. Yay. All right, guys. Stay classy.